Welcome to the Digital Edge with Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers, invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 146th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises, an information technology, cybersecurity, and digital forensics firm in Fairfax, Virginia. And I'm Jim Calloway, director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Today, our topic is the best lawyer you can be, a guide to physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Thank you to Nexa, formerly known as Answer One. Nexa is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for law firms. Learn more by giving them a call at 800-267-9371 or visit them online at nexa.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Scorpion. Scorpion sets the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the Internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI-positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com slash podcast. Thanks to ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. We are very pleased to have as our guest, Stuart Levine the founder of Resolution Works, a consulting and training organization dedicated to providing skills and ways of thinking needed to build strong organizational cultures. Stewart has worked with large and small law firms, legal departments, and government agencies across the country. Stewart curated and edited a book about well-being for attorneys published by the American Bar Association in September 2018. The book's title is the Best Lawyer You Can Be, A Lawyer's Guide to Wellness, Staying Physically, Mentally, Emotionally, and Spiritually Healthy. Thanks for joining us today, Stuart. It's my pleasure, Jim. It's nice to be with you and Sharon. Well, Stuart, let's get started by asking you about this book. I, I understand it says up, up at the beginning when we introduced you that you curated and edited the book. Did you also write the book? And what motivated you to get involved with this whole project? Sure. What happened was I was at a meeting of the um, American Bar Association Law Practice Division uh, Well-Being Committee, which was chaired by uh, Ann Brafford at the time. And this was about mm, somewhere in, in 2016, well-being was just starting to percolate up as an important topic within the legal profession as a result of the um, ABA and Betty Ford Center report and study about well-being for lawyers. And uh, Anne thought it would be a good idea for the committee to uh, author a book. And she said, is anybody interested in, uh, in writing a book about well-being? 
my immediate reaction was, I, I don't think I could write the whole book, but I certainly know enough about it and have enough context that I could put together and curate the book. So having done a few books in the past, I just, you know, nonchalantly, flippantly raised my hand and said, sure, I'll do a book. And that was the genesis of the book. And, you know, I'm really kind of pleased about how it has emerged and how it's come together. Why is this topic so important right now, Stuart? Well, the joint study between the Betty Ford Center and the American Bar Association, Jim, revealed that there was a much, much higher incidence uh, among lawyers uh, than, than more than the general population in divorce, suicide, substance abuse, mental challenges. And so with this level of awareness, the whole field has started to kind of oh, bloom. Hardly uh, a day passes by when you don't see an article or an incident in the legal press about some incident where since abuse problem that they've conquered, or there was actually even one article a number of years ago. No, it's not even a number of years ago, probably within the last year. And the title of the headline was Big Law Killed My Husband. It was written by a, a widow of a lawyer who had killed himself. So it's awareness of how big the problem is because how huge the levels of stress are. And so now that we have that, the cat's out of the bag, as opposed to lawyers hiding uh, and toughing it out, there's a level of awareness that is kind of taking hold in the profession, both in um, academia, where people are entering in the profession, and also among practitioners, that this is something that needs to be taken care of. And, and the bottom line, I think, is if you're not taking care of yourself well, how could you possibly think that you could be taking care of clients well? Because we often forget that behind every legal case is a person with a challenge and a problem. So, Stuart, is the term lawyer well-being an oxymoron? Well, you know, there are some some people who would probably think so, okay? But, you know, it's the old notion of, you know, heal thyself. I mean, if you're holding yourself out as having the capacity for taking care of others, it really is is critical to take care of yourself. And I think that kind of probably the genesis of thinking that it's uh, oxymoronic is that, as we all know, people in the public domain uh, very often don't have a very high regard for lawyers, except for their own lawyers, which is an interesting thing. But the notion of you know a lawyer taking care of themselves is just something that people don't perceive as something that's very important. So um, I don't think it's oxymoronic at all. I think if you're a concerned uh, individual, uh, concerned lawyer, it's something that's real important to do. The way I like to think about it is if you are uh, hopefully taking care of others in a sound way, you need to be coming from a sound platform. And that platform means staying mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically healthy. Well, Stuart, all of us might have different answers to this next question, but I'd ask you for your answer. What happens when lawyers don't care for themselves? They run into all of the, the problems that I talked about in terms of um, substance abuse, depression, even suicide. They get into trouble with uh, trust accounts 
and they're just not taking care of, of clients very well. Ethics complaints. So all of those things are reasons for, for lawyers to actually start to take care of themselves, not to mention the toll on the individuals, their own quality of life. And, you know, I, I keep repeating this notion, Jim, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to project wellness. And projecting wellness is a critical aspect of attracting clients. And, you know, people don't have a lot of a basis I think on which to judge a lawyer's competency, but they do know what it feels like to be in the presence of someone who has command of themselves and uh, seems like a healthy individual that they can trust. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the country. Connect your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit ServeNow.com. If you're missing calls, appointments, and potential clients, it's time to work with Nexa Professional. More than just an answering service, Nexa's virtual receptionists are available 24-7 to schedule appointments, qualify leads, respond to emails, integrate with your firm's software, and much more. Nexa ensures your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 800-267-9371 or visit them at nexa.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today our subject is The Best Lawyer You Can Be, a guide to physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. And our guest is Stuart Levine, the founder of Resolution Works, a consulting and training organization dedicated to providing skills and ways of thinking needed to build strong organizational cultures. So, Stuart, this movement toward well-being, tell us what you know about that. Well, probably the most interesting thing, aside from what I've said before in terms of the ABA and, and Betty Ford uh, joint study is that as a result of uh, the kind of movement and emergence of it, uh, Lawyer Wellbeing Week will be the um, first week of May this year. And it really is, is um, meant to um, bring to the profession the importance of well-being. For an entire week, there'll be um, webinars, there'll be journal articles, There'll be all kinds of things to publicize and make lawyers aware of well-being. The the other thing I can say about the movement towards well-being is that it's very big in academic circles. I mean, I'll be speaking at uh, at my law school, Rutgers, in the spring, but I also went to a conference um, last January and was pleasantly surprised to see a lot of people from academia. The conference was at Hastings Law School. It was called the Integrated Lawyer, and I was very pleased to see. Uh, people from many, many um, academic institutions around the country where this has um, kind of percolated through and students are very concerned. And that's a good thing because what they learn about well-being as law students hopefully will carry and keep them mindful of that as they come into the profession and are practitioners for many years to come. So 
How did the book come together, Stuart? Well, I sat down and thought about pieces that I wanted to include. I tend to move in circles where there's a lot of progressive thinking about the legal profession, uh, people who often have multidisciplinary backgrounds. And as I started to think about chapters that I wanted to include, uh, ultimately, the book was kind of organized uh, along what I'll call an emotional intelligence framework. Um, the first part of the book is, is got chapters about various aspects of, of self-awareness. You know, the first aspect of, of any kind of self-care is to be aware of uh, where you're on track and where you're off track. The second part of the book, after the awareness, comes self-management or self-regulation, you know, the capacity to change your behaviors. And the book has got a number of different um, chapters about ways of doing that. And the last piece is about engagement. How is it that we engage with, you know, members of the public? How is it that we engage with um, colleagues? How is it we engage with uh, adversaries? So um, that's the basic structure and framework of the book. The self-awareness piece is, is rather extensive about many different things that we need to be aware of, um, tools, techniques, and things to um, help and guide lawyers. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the structure of the book or how you developed it, Stuart? Well, sure, Sharon. I mean, the thing that comes to mind in response to that question is um, after I got all the chapters, they seem to fall in place into this uh, particular framework. The other thing that I'll say is when I thought about a missing chapter, something that I thought uh, should be included in the book, either I went online and looked for someone or used uh, my network to ask for resources in terms of who would be a good person to write about that chapter. So, you know, in many ways, it was a great labor of love. And we all know that when we're engaged in a labor of love, it's not like work. And so all the pieces just seem to fall in, in place. And when the book finally did come together, I was kind of um, really gratified by the kind of uh, testimonials uh, and blurbs for the book that uh, people provided, including the current and former uh, presidents of the American Bar Association. Stuart, what's one of your favorite chapters and, and what would it teach us? I'll share two favorite chapters. Um, one is something that I included in the end of the book, near the very end. It was going to be the last chapter, but it turned out not to be because something else showed up, which I'll talk about in a minute. But uh, a chapter on the lawyer's oath, uh, a woman by the name of Cheryl Connor, uh, who's been a longtime activist in the legal profession, uh, wrote a beautiful chapter recalling her experience in Finnell Hall in Boston, which is not only you know, a place where they have a lot of different events, but a place uh, that's got some historic significance within the founding of our democratic institutions. And she talked about the importance of that oath and what it called on us to do as lawyers. And it was a great reminder of kind of the, the mission of the legal profession in general and the mission of individuals and what it is we swore to uphold in terms of constitutional 
aspects, in terms of telling the truth, in terms of being an officer at a court. You know, we all know how important that is. And it's kind of especially critical uh, today when the rule of law is a bit under attack in a, a number of circles. So that was one piece, a little bit more inspirational. The other critical chapter, I think, was the first chapter. It was written by uh, Professor Larry Krieger from the University of Florida School of Law. Larry has done extraordinary and detailed and meticulous and extensive research on what it is that makes for happy lawyers. And the two things that come out on the top of the list, you know, contrary to popular uh, opinion. It's not how much money you make. It's not where you went to law school. It's not the famous cases that you handled. But the, the two critical things are, number one, being relational in your profession. In other words, um, not just treating our court personnel, adversaries, clerks, secretaries as objects, but being relational and seeing all people that you engage with in the practice of the profession as um, important people to engage with and develop as other human beings, to be relational. The second thing on the list that makes for happy lawyers is a level of autonomy, your ability to select the matters you work on, to pick cases that you enjoy, uh, to have independence in your thinking. You know, we all know that lawyers tend to be um, individuals with strong ego. And uh, when you can exert that in the practice of law, it greatly contributes to happy lawyers. And a happy lawyer is generally one who has a great sense of well-being. So those are two of my favorite chapters. There are a couple of chapters about you know systemic challenges in the profession, about taking care of yourself um, physically, about you know, building a strong um, career path, about the importance of taking care of generations that are coming in, about volunteerism. So all of these uh, pieces, and what I tried to do is provide a holistic framework in the book, a reference source for people uh, looking to have further well-being, and this is a place to kind of um, that they could use and consult. Most of the chapters in the book, um, I insist that have how-tos and be very, very practical, not just be um, theoretical. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code TDE10. Of course, you can find Clio at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O dot com. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high-value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to market your law firm aggressively and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. 
Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is the best lawyer you can be, a guide to physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness. And our guest is Stuart Levine, the founder of Resolution Works, a consulting and training organization dedicated to providing skills and ways of thinking needed to build strong organizational cultures. Stuart, you, you told us a little bit previously about Lawyer Wellbeing Week, which is coming up in the first week of May. Um, what, what can you tell us about that that might get our listeners uh, interested in the week um, and maybe tell them how they can become involved? I mean, there's a lot of people listening. I mean, if you can believe the studies, a third of the people listening need help. <laughs> so... Uh, what would you suggest? Well, there's a, uh, I don't, unfortunately, I, I don't have the URL with me, but um, every day there is another um, uh, webinar and it's filled with kind of critical resources. In some ways, the quality of the webinars tracks many of the subjects that uh, are included in my book and um, a lot of expertise to both inspire people to um, provide tools, to provide additional resources. There will be programs by local bar associations across the country. And this is all to kind of, you know, raise awareness. You know, and what I like to think about this is if we see others where um, we have some sense that a person is being challenged in some way, whether it's a colleague, an adversary, Hopefully, it will provide a little bit of inspiration to take care of that other person. You know, that may seem like a little bit oxymoronic of taking care of your adversary. But, you know, behind the fact that we all play these roles and take care of clients, um, we are all human beings trying to do the best we can in what is sometimes a very challenging profession. And um, so, hopefully, in Lawyer Wellbeing Week, that awareness will be raised, and we will make the entire profession better. Stuart, do you have any final hopes for the book, and where can our listeners buy it? <laughs> Great. So the book is on the ABA website in the ABA bookstore. It's also on Amazon, so it's around and uh, available. So my my bottom line hope for the book is that it serves as a real resource for the profession. I've, I've been kind of motivated throughout my kind of voluntary activities to make contributions to the profession. And in some ways, I'm hoping that this book is a bit of a, a legacy. Um, Judy Perry Martinez, the current president of the American Bar Association, uh, wrote the following. My hope is that those who read uh, Stewart's collection will then be the new driving force for change in the legal profession that will make a difference in the depth of fulfillment, happiness, and wellness achieved by lawyers and judges for decades to come. And so that is my wish that it inspires some change and uh, well being among legal professionals. Stuart, this was really a very, very moving podcast. Uh, I know that you probably know that I'm lecturing a lot these days on lawyer wellness and uh, coming up in tech show, we're going to be talking about that as it relates to ethics. But I know the stories that I have read of the the folks who have 
in particular died or otherwise been crushed by our profession, uh, they've been very, very moving, and I sense that they've moved you in the same way. We really do have a wellness issue in the legal profession, and we've only just begun to tap the surface of the things that need doing and how we can help our, our colleagues. Uh, your book is a tremendous contribution to that, and certainly Jim and I applaud you for all your efforts uh, to get involved and to make a difference. So we thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you guys for uh, so much for uh, giving me the opportunity. There, there's one other thing that I wanted to mention, and that is on the ABA website, there's a wonderful, beautiful, and extensive well-being toolkit that has all kinds of resources. And I think that that would be uh, another great place for people to, to turn to. But again, um, Jim and Sharon, thank you so much for inviting me. Well, it was a great podcast, and that does it for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. And remember, you can subscribe to all of the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us at Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sherrod. Happy trails, cowboy. Thanks for listening to the Digital Edge, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway for their next podcast covering the latest topic related to lawyers and technology. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.